What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Everyday Pursuit Podcast. I am your host, Stefan Coons, and I'm also the owner of Pursuit Health and Performance, which is an online and in-person health, fitness, uh, nutrition, performance coaching company. We kind of do it all. Um, and that's actually why I started this podcast, mostly for our clients and, you know, I guess the rest of the world too. But I really want to educate you guys on anything mindset around, I mean, mindset around fitness specifically, but life. Uh, I talk a lot about life. Um, but I also want to educate you guys on training, nutrition, performance, uh, rehab, really any knowledge that uh, me and my team have. So today's episode uh, is about how to work around an injury and still make progress in the gym, right? Despite you being injured. I'm just going to forewarn you guys that this episode might offend you. If it does, you're totally willing or totally free to unfollow me. Uh, <laughs> I won't try to be too offensive, but I know that in the society we live in, some people are very sensitive and um, I'm not going to try to walk on eggshells the entire episode. So I'm just going to say how it is. Um, I will preface this and say, when I say injury, okay, there's levels of injuries, okay? If you have a serious medical, first of all, I'm not, and I will ne never, ever, ever condone anybody to do anything stupid or anything against your medical provider. So if your doctor's like, don't do this, do not listen to me, right? <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I have my bachelor's and tons of certifications. I've been doing this for a long time, but um, those people are probably more educated than me, just being honest, right? And I also, just as an exercise professional, I'm not ever going to go against your doctor's orders. That's your doctor. So don't take this and be like, well, this guy said to you know go work out. My foot's broken down. Like That's what I'm saying. Also, like you could have serious medical conditions and maybe some of these things don't apply to you, but other than that, everybody else is included in, the, in my opinion, and I'll, I'll break this down. So the reason I made this episode is because I speak to people almost every day. Like, I'm not even freaking kidding you. And I'm like, hey, how's your fitness journey going? And, you know, they're like, yeah, I had to get surgery on my foot. Uh, you know, my back hurts. Um, I broke my finger at work you know, you name it, people are always getting injured and sick and injured and surgeries and they're in physical therapy and blah, blah, blah. And during the period of injury is when people get the fattest and the most out of shape and the most muscle atrophy, they lose the most muscle. And the, they literally have one injury, okay? Could be serious, could be minor. And they're like, I can't train anymore. I can't work out, oh, right? And, and look, like, if that's you and you're already offended, just shut it off. Because I, I literally am so sick of people playing a victim route. And, I, and it's, it's crazy because they do it with things they don't want to do. Like if your boss sat there and like, or like, for example, if all of a sudden your rent increased or your, you know, something took more money from you, would you just be like, oh, I guess I can't you know, save any money, I might as well lose it all. Like, that's how I feel, right? It's just like this all or nothing mindset. Like, for example, if I broke my finger, should I go to the gym and, and, and or say, I can't work out for three months till it's better? Hell no. I have 
literally can grip shit with these other fingers. I can do all basically lower body exercises. I can do abs. I could do cardio. Okay. A finger is an easy one, right? But I literally know people literally I've talked to people that are like, Oh, I broke my thumb. And I'm like, well, have you been back to the gym? No, I'm just letting it rest or rehabbing it. Meanwhile, they're gaining body fat. They're losing muscle. They're getting out of shape from a thumb broken. You might go, well, Stefan, I, I actually just had knee surgery. Cool. I have a client, Kyle, that tore his ACL, completely tore it while playing basketball while on my training program, called me almost in tears because he's so upset wanting to quit. I said, no, don't, you don't have to quit. I will create a program with you. I mean, definitely go to physical therapy, definitely rehab it. We're not going to do, you know, I will just not be responsible for that limb of your body, but I'm going to give you a workout program. Let me know how it feels, right? Because some stuff, there might be some like, not like phantom pain, but like if you're doing stuff on the other side or with your core, like your quad could, you know, want to contract. So once you get clearance from your physical therapist, which if they're a good physical therapist, they'll be like, yeah, you can, of course you can do curls with your left arm. That has nothing to do with your knee. Sweet. So I'm like, you can do stuff with your body. And then we do need to change your nutrition because obviously you're not doing squats, deadlifts, cardio, which burns a lot of calories, but you could do pull-ups safely, right? Like that's a big compound movement. You could do a supported chest row. You could do a bench press, right? He's like, yeah, I never thought about that. What if you supersetted a bench press into a supported chest row and pull-ups? Oh, dude, that, that gassed me out. There you go. That's what we're going to do, right? He's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I was just like, oh, I guess I don't have to take a couple months off the gym. Yeah, people think so freaking simple-minded. They, they sit there and they're like, well, I got hurt and I guess I can't do anything now. Like, if this was, if, if this was survival, you're like, I broke my toe. Guess I'm just going to be lost in the wilderness. Hell no, right? I see so many people, young and old, usually young, that have casts at the gym and they're hobbling on to the next thing. I can tell you from somebody that used to do MMA and tore my PCL, my LCL, and dislocated my kneecap all in an MMA fight, in a transition. And guess what? Within, I mean, I took time off, okay? Don't be an, like I said, don't be stupid. I took like two or three weeks off when I first injured it. It's not what I'm saying, like the next day be back there, right? I let a lot of the swelling go down. But then as soon as I'm like, could get back in the gym, I'm getting back. Did I work my leg? No, I went to physical therapy two or three days a week. I let it rest. I let it heal. Um, I did some rehab on it and they were, they were all partial tears. Thank God. Um, or else obviously I would have had to have surgery, but they were all partial tears, really bad tears. And, um, I worked out other stuff though. And going back to uh, Kyle during that time, he actually lost body fat and gain muscle during his injury. How? Well, because he has the rest of his body to work out and he can still break down and build up and his nutrition was on point and perfect. And I told him, you're injured, you need to lower your calories, but you could still get results. You could still get what you're wanting, the hypertrophy, building muscle, burning fat, but you have to be really strict on your nutrition because you're not burning as many calories. So it is easier to overeat, fair enough right? And your metabolism might not be as high just because of the type of training you're doing. Fair enough. I said, fair enough. And he crushed it. So this is what, this isn't like a really important wake up call. If you're somebody that has like struggled with this, and, and this is my opinion, I feel like when people get injured 
and and they've had a hard like if you've had a hard time really staying to committed to fitness and you kind of been in and out and this is if you don't have an injury yet um you like have a hard time and you know you're like kind of committed and kind of not but you want to get in shape do not do not use the injury as an excuse because i know you're looking for one right i've had clients admit this to me they're like yeah dude like i wasn't trying to get injured but when i got injured i was like i i freaking dug my talons into it and i was like ah, can't go to the gym injured see right here well huh. i mean nobody else gonna judge i mean I, my knees hurt i you know i had knee surgery and this is the thing we we get away with or we we push the boundaries and see how much we can get away with until people call us out on our shit, right? And that's a problem with being surrounded only by people that like are the same level as you or your family. I love my family. You know what my family tells me? Stefan, oh, you're great. Oh, you're, you know, you're, honey, we love you the way you are. So it elicits no change. Most family, which is, family's great, but most family never pushes you out of your comfort zone because that's not what family's meant for. They're meant to accept you and comfort you. So you can't just surround yourself with people like that. You have to surround yourself with people that call you out on your shit if you want to get better and you want to get stronger. And so this is really important. You need to understand that that like the injury is not that anybody wants to get injured, but the injury is like just another thing where you can say, hey, look, I, I'm injured. And maybe you're not telling people, but let's just say you have a spouse and you had knee surgery, okay? And you don't go to the gym for three months. You're going to physical therapy, but you don't go to the gym. You don't do anything else. Your spouse kind of can't say stuff, right? Like she kind of has to just sit there. He has to sit there and just be like, yeah, no, of course, of course you're not working out. Of course you're not working out. Like, you know, you're, you know, you, you had surgery and you want that because then you're like, I don't feel guilty. Even they're saying that it makes sense. I don't work out. No, you should feel guilty because you know you could still go to the gym. Not saying go day three after surgery, but once you're cleared to like hobble around, you can hobble around and work out. Now, if you're already in good shape or maybe during your surgery period, you're like, hey, I just want to have like be in maintenance phase, fine. But if your maintenance phase is 60 pounds overweight or 40 pounds overweight, that's not a good maintenance phase. Like, I actually think being injured is a great time to get in shape. Sounds super weird, but hear me out. You're injured, right? Your knees hurt. So you're not going out. You're not doing all the things you'd normally be doing. I hope you're not going out to the bars and drinking with your friends because alcohol also slows down recovery rate, um, or at least hopefully you're not doing it all the time. So you're just like, you're not as, an a as active, right? Like you're not doing as much stuff because you're recovering. Great. Use that extra time and go to the gym and train the rest of your body. Work on your mobility in your shoulders. I bet though that's not good. Work on strengthening your back or your spine. And the thing is, then once that knee's better, you really could like keep doing everything else, but more maintenance and then hyper-focus on that. And then you'll be in really good shape. And I've, I've had that happen with a client. I actually had a client one time that I don't know what she did to her back. I don't think she like ever got like an MRI, but she like threw out her back, like legit. I, we did like video, some video calls and she is like struggling. And I know because I tore my discs and I'll get into that in a second, um, my L5 and S1. So 
she was like really struggling with her back. Now this is a back injury is hard because you like you could barely even move, right? Um, Cause I know people will sit there and be like, oh, but what if you hurt your back? Yeah, that's one of the most challenging things. Cause then you gotta move your core and every exercise you do like involves your core. Okay? So, and I know I've been there. So for her, she like hurt her back. And so she was really afraid. Like after like a month, she could walk around normal. So she did have to take like some time off of doing nothing. Um, and then I think after like, yeah, after like a month. And then she basically, she didn't want to squat. She didn't want to deadlift. She didn't want to do any hinging movements, like anything that like tax her back. And I was like, okay, okay, well, it's going to be really challenging. <laughs> Um, and she had about like 20 to 25 pounds to lose. So we mostly focus on nutrition. Again, I had her doing some intermittent fasting. Um, and, uh, not that you need to do that, but it worked really well for her schedule, upped her protein a little bit, lowered her carbs a little bit since she wasn't using as many, as, as much carbohydrates, right. Um, as she normally would be, cause she's less active, um, upped her fats a little bit. So kind of just messed with her macros excuse me. And just through nutrition alone, she started losing weight. And then we incorporated strength training. Now the strength training was kind of funny, right? She'd like go to the gym kind of sit down. She'd use a lot of machines. Then she'd sit down and she'd usually do like a back supported machines. And she'd do like curls and arms. And if it felt good on her spine, she could do some overhead pressing. I had her do seated leg extensions. I had her do lying seated leg you can't see my legs but seated leg extensions and curls and abductions and adductions so i just worked quads hamstrings glutes uh seated calf raise too um calves uh chest shoulders oh and she could do the chest supported seated row sometimes if it didn't hurt her back right but almost every muscle group with her back being in very minimal pain and it almost didn't move because we have if you have access to a commercial gym, you have these awesome machines. And so like there's ways, and she actually ended up burning body fat and gaining muscle, just like Kyle. What do you know? Right. And that was her main focus. And she was going to rehab and she saw a chiropractor and she saw somebody, which I always tell my clients, go see the specialist to work on that. But I'm in charge of the rest of the body, right? And your body composition and you feeling better and being healthier. So. I had the same thing in 2019 in August, 2019, I tore my L5 S1 squatting, probably the worst injury of my life. I literally still deal with pain. Now it's 2023. Um, and it was really, really terrible injury. And for literally a year, I couldn't over a year, no deadlifts, no, no bar on my back, no deadlifts, um, almost maybe for two years, it was terrible. And mind you, I owned a personal training business. So I was having to like take weights off that hurt when I held the weight in front of me, all these things. Believe it or not, I got to the point in a couple months where like I could run, like I could do the impact, but I couldn't do any load. So I was like, all right, I'm going to work every one of my other muscle groups, very slow and controlled and bodybuilding. But I knew that I just had to break down the muscle and recover and break down the muscle and recover. And I wanted to keep my muscle higher because if I kept my muscle higher and I put on muscle, I also had a faster metabolism. And I, I, so yeah, my squat got weaker, my, um, my deadlift got weaker, but I was jacked and shredded. I actually got down to like probably 8% body fat. 
um, cause I could run and I wasn't lifting as much. I was a little bit smaller, but I was still lifting all my other muscle groups. I had like a rip six pack and you would have never looked at me and been like, this dude's back hurts. Sometimes when I sat down at night, I was just like barely, you know, sitting down. And it wasn't because of the workouts I was doing, like my back already hurt that much. And when I worked out, I'm not doing any workouts that irritate my back. Like the whole push through it. That's stupid. That's not what I'm telling you to do. I'm saying, don't even touch that part of your body. Don't do anything that hurts it, but you have the whole rest of your body, the whole rest of your body. And if you didn't hurt your ankles or your knees, and depending on what you did with your back, I guess, you know, some people hurt their hips too, but like you could do something, something. I've had a, a, a meniscus issue with my knee and you're like, God, this guy's beat up. Yeah. I've been lifting for 17 years. I've been an athlete my whole life. So I have this meniscus issue. I've not been able to run for two years without pain. However, I could cycle. So a year and a half ago, I was like, I want to train for a train for a hundred mile bike ride. I could have said, oh, my knee, oh, you know, all this, blah, blah, blah. No, dude, I just found something that I could do that pushed me, that didn't bother my current situation, and I worked around it. It's called being adaptable. It's called being freaking fluid and not looking for the easy out, which is what so many of you guys do. You literally sit there and you're waiting for that. Oh, yep, that's why. Nope, I, I can't do it because of that. And you're looking for all these excuses. What you should look for, you want to know what my mindset is? You want to know who some, some clients are trained, what their mindset is? Is like every reason to do it instead of not to do it, right? Like just take out that one word, not. Like I'm, I was just got done being really sick and I literally every day was like forced myself to not work out because I knew that was going to be bad. Why? You're like, oh, he's obsessed. He's addicted. He's addicted to workout. He's obsessed. I've heard that before. I'm like, oh man, if you knew the truth, I'm not addicted to working out. I'm not obsessed with working out. I just am a person that wants to find the reasons that I can, and I don't search for the reasons I can't because it's dangerous. If you, I'm serious. If you search for all the reasons you can't do something, you will find an unlimited amount which is why people freaking don't take risks. They don't ever live the life they want or have the body they want. A lot of people, because they're like, oh, I can't, but what if this happens? What if this, it's a fear-based mindset. I go, yeah, I understand that. I understand that I'm injured, but like, cool, I'm injured. I have to accept it. I have to deal with it. But now what? I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to move forward. I want to be able to like do better in this area. And if, if, if that's not you, if you don't have that passion, okay, I'm not here to judge, but like, would it be nice? I didn't always have this. I'm not even kidding you. Like I've always been a pretty driven person, not going to lie. However, I, in like high school and in the military, I had so many lazy, I looked for reasons not to in maybe not fitness but every area of my life, right? Like reasons not to go hang out with my son. Like, oh, I'm so tired from work. I was on the hot flight line. Like reasons not to, not to, not to all the time. Instead of when like, you know, a little bit of difficulty, a little bit of adversity. And I was like, uh, what, can I, what can I look for that people will give me confirmation bias, make me feel good about it. So, you know, 
Um, I, I'll admit this to you guys, have transparency. Sometimes I worked, so I worked on the flight line in Tucson. It was super hot. I worked on freaking 120 degrees on these planes all day long and I'd get home. And sometimes my little son at that age, I don't know, three, four years old, like dad, play with me. And I was really like exhausted. And I would tell my wife, man, like I'm so tired. I was out in the heat all day because I knew she would sit there and say, oh no, it's okay, babe. Because that's exactly what I wanted. Cause now I don't feel as guilty, right? Instead, I should have been like, I'm hot. Like, let me go cool down for a second. And then I need to think of like, yeah, that is a reason that you could not hang out with him. You are legitimately tired. Fine. But like, why should you? Oh, cause you want to bond with your son and spend time with your son. And those are things I had to work towards. And that's just one example of many things that I would like want something to cling towards. And I'm saying an injury is, is one that can start the process of one thing after another, after another. However, if you're a badass and you work through an injury and you're still training and you're training around the injury, dude, that mindset is going to make you like make it. So anything that pops up in your life, any adversity, you're like, and okay. Yeah. I, I lost my job. Okay. Now I'm going to go get a better job. You know? Yeah. This relationship didn't work out. I'm going to find somebody better. Like this didn't go my way, but don't think that's the end of my story. You think I'm stopping because of this? You think that this thing's going to deter me? It's going to just like just emergency break. I mean, it might pump the brakes a little bit, but if you think I hit a brick wall, dude, you better freaking think again. And that is the mindset that I have. Why? Because I've had these adversities in my life and I didn't just sit there and go, oh, time to sit down. Like, hey guys, I, can you not see? And I'm injured. Hell no. I don't work like that. You shouldn't work like that either because it's infectious. It literally drips into every other area of your life. And so it's not about being injured. It's a mindset thing. It is 100% a mindset thing. We live in beautiful 2023. Maybe it's not that beautiful. But if you go to a gym, there's so much equipment at a big box gym, right? That has machines. I know some people that worked out at home or a CrossFit gym, and they had to get a commercial gym membership while they were injured because they didn't have this certain equipment. Cool. I tell my clients, if you get injured, I'll put you on an injury program, but I, you're not just quitting the program, okay? If you fell off a ladder and you broke 17 bones, then fine, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. You got a serious car accident, that's not who I'm talking to. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody that's in the freaking hospital or got in some... Huge trauma accident. You, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the person that has tendonitis, person that has a bum knee, the person that had, you know, hip sur surgery four months ago, but doesn't do any other thing at the gym and they just sit there and watch TV all day because they're recovering. Like, yeah, that's an option you can choose, but that's the weak option. That's the option that gets you to cling on to more excuses and more BS in your life when opportunities are presented because opportunities and ways out are always there and they're really easy. And if you surround yourself with people that don't push you, you, and I God, I've seen this so much. I have this, he's a friend, but more of an acquaintance back home and him and his friend, like literally always they feed off of each other because they're like, Oh, well, 
yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that, man. Like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, you don't have to do that either. Like, okay, cool. We'll be lazy together. Like, I'm telling you, you need to surround yourself by people that are like, no, like, why don't you do that? Why don't you? I Like, I wish I had more people that called me out on my shit. I love it. I love it. Do you know why I love it? Because number one, I actually get to face real reality. I don't get to live in a fantasy land and I'd rather live in reality even if it hurts, okay? Number two, I love to grow. I wanna be a better person for my family, for me, for, for my employees, for this business, for the world. And I cannot become a better person if I don't improve, right? Like if I don't improve those things, how can you improve if you're, if you're perfect where you are? You can't. So you need people to call you out and be like, yeah, you know, that could, that could, that could be a little bit better, man. Like, you know, you, it's not terrible, but like you could do better there. Thank you. It doesn't mean I'm going to make a drastic night and day decision. doesn't mean I'm just going to be a perfect person, but I appreciate you pointing that out. I have something to work on, right? Don't let it overwhelm you one thing at a time. But if you're somebody that, that does that, you're, you're setting up your whole life, right? Like it, I, I'm telling you right now, it bleeds in, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. I literally believe that. And if you know me and the type of person I am, like in real life, not just through the podcast and through social media, you're like, yes, Stefan is the same dude. He's intense. And like, I'm, this is who I am. This is who I am. 100% authentic. I don't change. This is who I am. I, I like who I am. Okay. And so, I'm very in alignment with who I am and the things that I'm doing, and I can show up with good energy because of it. So if you guys are injured, be smart, okay? Um, do not come at me and be like, oh, this guy said, no, be smart. But if it's something where you know that you could go do something, do something, even if it feels stupid, because you can always work on something. You can work on your mobility, you can work on your cardio, you can work on your strength, you could work on your flexibility in other areas than besides your injured thing. Up yourself. And guys, going to the gym makes you feel good. It helps your confidence. It releases endorphins and serotonin. Like it's a positivity. I guarantee you, your life is not busy enough to where you can't go to the gym for 30 or 45 minutes. And if it is, you need to stop being a workaholic and start prioritizing your, your life. And if you have a family and you use that as an excuse, that's also not an excuse. You need to talk to your spouse and, and say, hey, you need your time for yourself to take care of yourself and I'm gonna watch the kids, okay? And I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to have your exercise time because I know it's gonna make you feel good about yourself and physically feel good, but then it's your turn. Fair enough? Like that needs to be a conversation. I've had a kid since I was 19 years old, I'm 32. So I know how it is being a parent and I've had to have that conversation so that is zero excuse. You can't all, also use your kids as an excuse, which is exactly what I'm talking about. Use your injury as an excuse. And you go, oh yeah, I got the kids so I can't go to the gym. Dude, you don't need to. Tell your, play with your kids. When I, my son was little, I was like, sit on daddy's back. I would do push-ups. Literally would sit there and do push-ups and squats for 30 minutes. That was my workout. That's a, that is a workout with like a 20 pound kid. Okay. I made it happen and I didn't use it as an excuse. And I was jacked and in shape when I had a kid at 19, 20, 21, all the way through. Why? Because it wasn't a barrier, because I didn't let it be a barrier. Could it have been a barrier? 
absolutely. When I was a single parent, could it have been a barrier? Yes. No, but I drove 20 more minutes to the gym that had the daycare because I was going to go to the gym regardless. You understand? Finding why I can do things instead of all the reasons I can't. Because if I would have said, oh, I got Casey, which is my son, and you know I can't go to the gym, I'm a single parent, like there's nobody to watch him, and I got fat, everybody would have been like, yeah, I know it's totally, totally under makes sense, man. Like the world would have told me, dude, that's okay. You're a single parent. Like, if, you know, if nobody's there to watch your kid, like, of course you couldn't go to the gym. Bullshit. I made it happen, but everybody else would have made me feel good about it. But I knew it was not true. I knew there was a solution. And so you need to be like that. You need to be a freaking truth seeker and not just look for the next thing where everybody's going to give you confirmation bias and make you feel good. And you're going to be like, you know, oh yeah, let's all, let's all, let's all go on the excuse train together. It will get you nowhere where you want to be. That's, that's not anywhere near the results. You know, what's you know, what's messed up too, is if I would have done that, I would have got fat. People would have talked shit behind me, behind my back. Guarantee you, like seven got big. The same people, these same people that were comforting you and like, oh, it totally makes sense. And then I would have shut the car door. They would have like, man, he got big, right? And the thing too is they're not in my body. They don't really care. They don't have to deal with my emotions or my depression or my low self-confidence. So don't let those people that sit there and go, oh yeah, it makes sense. You should, honestly, I'm a little bit sketchy about those people. I go, well, why aren't you kind of pushing me? Not every person in your life is supposed to be a pusher, by the way. Like you said, family's kind of supposed to be comforters and accept you and love you. But why aren't, why is nobody pushing? Why is everybody telling me that I'm fine the way I am? Because I don't feel fine the way I am. I don't feel good 40 pounds overweight, 30 pounds overweight. How come nobody's saying shit to me? Right? Can you not tell that I'm, I have a bad body image? Do you not tell I'm depressed? No, everybody's just like, no, you're fine the way you are. Okay. And I'm, I look at, I'm all about body positivity and you loving yourself. It's not about that. But if you don't, why are you the only one? Right. Should somebody not, there's, there's wrong and right ways to say it too. You could have a friend that goes, Hey, you know, if you're a guy, uh, right. I'd tell my friend, I've told my friends, I was like, Hey dude. Uh, and I know I'm a fitness trainer, but even if I wasn't, I would say, Hey man, like, I know, you know, I kind of noticed like you're getting a little bit bigger. You've been like working out or, and most of the time dude, just shame and go like, nah, man, like, you know, I'm not really haven't been doing it. And I'm like, okay, cool. How can I help you? See, I'm not just shitting on him. I'm like, dude, let me help you, bro. Like, let me, what can I do? What can I education? What, like whatever. So you're not just doing it to be like, yeah, just to let you know, you're fat, you're 30 pounds overweight. No, that's rude. That's not what it is. It's, it's, it's like giving somebody enough social pressure and enough like, hey, I notice. So they can't just sit there and buy into it and they don't change. Because long-term, you're actually hurting that person. You are legitimately hurting that person. And like, it, it, it's never going to get them where they want to go. Same thing with your parents. Where you raised, like if you're an adult, you probably thought at some point, oh, my parents are strict. My parents are jerks. And it wasn't until you were what, 20, 25, until you were like, ah, oh, they were strict, but I'm really glad they were. I'm really glad they, they told me the right and the wrong, even though at the time I was pissed off. Yeah, because the truth is important, right? Not what feels good. The truth is important.
And so don't you want to tell your friends and your spouse and people the truth in a nice way? I do. Right? That's the person I am. And trust me, it's caused tons of fights. And some people don't like me because of it. And I'm not here. I'm not the truth police to call people out on their shit. But if you're my friend or I know you or you're surrounded by me, I'm going to push you. I'm going to level you up. And I want you to do the same. And if you're not surrounded by people like that, do it. It will change your life for the better. You will become better in every area of your life. I promise you. So I know this kind of got into the mindset thing, but like I said, this isn't me sitting there telling you exactly what exercises do for your injury because there's 10,000 injuries you could have. It's the mindset around the injury and it goes so much deeper. And I had to deal with this because I've had injuries and I didn't do shit. Like before those bad injuries, I had injuries where I just sat and played video games for three or four months. And I know because I got out of shape, I felt bad about myself and I went through all those mental things I'm telling you until I was like, oh, ding, light bulb. Like, wow, I was could have done this the whole time. Wow, okay, why was I being avoided? And I had to go through those whole mindset things. So not only have I helped clients do this, I've been through it. That's why I'm telling you guys, I don't want you like this to be the thing. Take control of your life. Show yourself that you have a freaking can-do attitude and you will start crushing it in every area of your life. Appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.